Welcome to the Old Moms Podcast. We're childhood friends sharing stories from opposite ends of motherhood. We're glad you're here and hope you'll laugh along with us. Hey, Sarah, I wanted to tell you that I drove past our old middle school and you won't believe it, but they've built an entirely brand new middle school and it looks like they've gated off the old building and they're going to demo it is what I'm guessing is about to happen. Oh my gosh, I didn't even know that was the plan. Yeah, our old elementary school also is completely knocked down and they've put in a new building, but it's gorgeous and I keep thinking, oh man, this new crop of middle schoolers will never know the true magic of asbestos in the d-wing <laughs> remember the ceilings of that they, we had wings so you came in the school you had the office and then there were there were four hallways that were parallel to each other and they just kind of labeled them a b c d and then the one that was furthest away the d-wing was downstairs where the art teacher was i can't even remember what else was down there yeah i think it was mostly art classes home ec was down there Okay. Okay. So it was down at the opposite end of the school and the ceiling had that sprayed on insulation foam. And I think there actually was an asbestos problem. And they had people come in and remove it. Remember while we were there around the time that we were there? Yeah. They kept calling it, oh, it's just a popcorn ceiling. And we all felt like that is an alien invasion. Like yeah. those <laughs> eggs up there, is there something hatching in the ceiling? What's happening? So, I mean, we just always laughed about asbestos in the D-Wing. So as soon as you said the other old building is fenced off to be demoed, I thought, yeah, they're probably going to have to bring in a bomb squad or whatever, you know, hazmat suits or something. Yeah, it's very possible. It's very possible. But I have really good memories, even though middle school was a typical difficult time, <laughs> as it always is for everyone. I don't know anyone who can look back at middle school and say, that was easy and fun and I felt confident the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but you would say you have good memories? I don't even know if I would say it that way. I do. I really do. I had, well, here's why. I think now as a teacher, I'm recognizing those wings were set up for, <laughs> there was a tracking system in that building. <laughs> Truly. And I think that sometimes, I think I was in a wing that was a little more easy breezy. Shall I say it that way? <laughs> <laughs> what was your wing? Are you talking about sixth grade year? Well, I feel like sixth grade was fairly typical. I think we both had a similar sixth grade experience. I feel like seventh grade became a little more bizarre, <laughs> if that's an okay way to say it. I think sixth grade, I had a good core. They called them cores, the three teachers we had. I really, or you had two maybe. I had two teachers and one of them was outstanding who went on to become a principal and probably a board member and this amazing woman. And the other one was a sorry excuse for a teacher who was completely inept. Do you remember who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. Okay. And I feel like that building had a lot of that. It had a lot of amazing and then it had a lot of what yes. the heck is going on here. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I remember well, talking to my parents so much about this man and he would lose our papers and then just give us the grade that he thought we would get on it that we had gotten on other papers. He was just a disheveled, and I don't know what was going on in his personal life. Obviously, I'm coming at it from the perspective of a, a young teen in his class, but he was terrible. And I don't, I remember complaining to my parents that I wasn't learning anything from him at all. Around that age is when I started to kind of worry a little bit about college. And I thought, I don't know, like, it seems like those classes are really hard. I don't know if I could do it. And then I would think if he could do it, if he graduated from college and is standing in this classroom, 
then mm-hmm. anyone can do it. Like he was my. <laughs> he set the bar fairly low. Yeah. <laughs> bar so low. And then I remember my parents explaining about being tenured and if you've taught for so long and how it's hard to fire teachers because I just couldn't believe that he was still working. I thought, I'm surely the other adults in this building see what's going on and this amazing person he's been partnered with, paired with. So do you remember doing that one night in the YMCA? Like we stayed in a in rooms. I vaguely remember that. We kind of hiked around. I vaguely yeah. remember it. Yeah. That's the first time I had gorp. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I totally remember it now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. You know me. I'm like, what? There's M&Ms in here? I, that's my memory of that trip. <laughs> I'm going to make this at home with mostly M&Ms. And All maybe- kinds of new words. Gorp, <laughs> scat. I mean, we were... <laughs> Learning vocabulary left and right. (laughs) Yeah, that was my mom was the chaperone on that trip. And I remember it because my sixth grade teacher was this big, I think he played rugby, like a bigger um, rugby player. And he was doing like a demo of like, hey, so on this trip, we're going to be careful. We don't want anyone getting hurt. We don't want to have to deal with carrying anybody. And he like picks up my mom as an example because she's only five (laughs) feet tall. And there's a, I think I have a picture of my mom being like being carried and is a swoop swooped up in his arms being like, I don't want to carry you like this through the wilderness. Hilarious. And my little mom just kind of cackling and um, (laughs) it's just so funny. So that was a fun, that was a fun like one night overnighter. And I remember that being a good time. Mm-hmm. And then we later in the that was probably earlier in the school year. Then later in the, in the school year in the spring, we camped out in New Mexico for a week. Yes. Yeah. We went to um, Mesa Verde and all around Colorado Springs. There were different. I guess each group went to different a different area. So I don't know what our city actually was, but it was very close to Mesa Verde. And the same thing. A week we were gone. And that's like four hours away from home, probably, right? Four to six. Yeah. We drove right. We were in, I mean, we we visited Santa Fe. Oh, my <laughs> so gosh. We in New Mexico. Yeah. That's it was a, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. I feel like it was like a six or eight hour drive. And it was Lord of the Flies. That was my one and only <laughs> yes. camping trip of my life. I'm 41 years old. That is the only time I've been camping because I was so traumatized. <laughs> Okay, yeah, we had the same thing. And here's what our, I'm sure it was the same idea with your group or your core. There was this huge focus on independence. And we were supposed to plan our meals out, shop for them, budget for them. I think that was kind of the stuff that we had as assignments surrounding it. We would need to make a budget, a spreadsheet, hand stuff in, show them what we plan to eat when. It was a whole big independence exercise. And then we had in charge of all of our supplies too, kind of coming up with our own packing list and what we needed to bring. So I ended up sharing a two-person tent with four people. (laughs) Because we were like, oh, so-and-so has a tent. Well, we don't know. Who knows when you're, you know, a four 11-year-olds to say, well, how many people is it for? <laughs> we're like, okay, check it off. Kim's got the tent. Boom. We were fine. It was crazy. Yeah. Somebody, Jenny in our group didn't have a sleeping bag that was like a warm one. I mean, it's, it's going to be cold in Colorado at night. So she borrowed a sleeping bag from her neighbor. And then we had this incident where we were cooking hot dogs over a fire. Somebody cute offered to cook hot dogs for our group or someone in our group. This guy with a stick mm-hmm. undercooked them 
I thought they were already cooked. I don't even know. But anyway, several of us ate these undercooked hot dogs. Maybe they just weren't even warm. Got sick to our stomach. Threw up on Jenny's sleeping bag in our two-person tent with the four of us smashed in there. And then Jenny finally tells us that it's actually her neighbor's World War II sleeping bag. Oh, no. Relic that he has saved. So then we had to go into town, wherever town was, Buena Vista or something, and spend time at a laundromat laundering this special sleeping bag that was her neighbor's oh my gosh that's insane i I, our core was the same thing and i feel like hey if we're gonna do a one night trip fine let us be 11 year olds figuring this out but for an entire week we didn't pack enough food my friend we used her two-person tent which was like a crawl into you just like an army crawl into it Uh uh-huh we didn't we couldn't make an actual fire maybe like the teachers made a fire we sat around it but when we were cooking our meals it was just like a propane stovetop so like one burner that had a propane tank underneath it is how we cooked our food and we brought an empty propane tank oh my you didn't know it gosh. feels heavy oh my it. gosh so we ate granola bars we had blazing fires i mean this was over an open fire that we were cooking food on so maybe it was depending on how the adults usually cooked when they camped or something that were there. But we had an yeah. incident where this one group purchased mostly SpaghettiOs to stay under budget. Maybe they, maybe we got to keep the leftovers we didn't spend or buy extra gorp money. I don't even know. <laughs> but they wouldn't clean their pots and pans. So the Ooh. people camping in the, like the little site next to us, these kids, left their SpaghettiO covered pots and big pot and then dishes and in the morning it was black with ants like a whole blanket of ants (laughs) continuously all over it it was horrible but again nobody checked on it they just were like well you kids live and learn you know nope nothing taught to us yeah no and i went over i remember going over to the teachers and saying our propane tank doesn't have anything in it and they were like ooh like the way they were acting yeah. it, it was kind of like well that's a lesson isn't it and I'm like what are we supposed to eat right I mean I'm I know I'm like obsessed with food but like literally <laughs> <laughs> what are we supposed to eat so that was a mess and then they told us to bring probably in 1993 $10 spending money because we were mm-hmm. going to go into Santa Fe for the day and like walk down go back to civilization for right. a the two little hour break souvenir shop strip yeah and of course other people brought a hundred dollars right i have ten dollars i'm trying to buy a sandwich i'm like (laughs) i'm like stressing out trying to buy food everyone else like i found these really cute turquoise earrings i'm like that's cool i'm looking for food to eat Oh, my God. It was crazy. And I remember them saying to my mom or someone, because my mom said, that was a little extreme because we all came home. Kids were crying every night. There was like a meltdown. It was terrible. And no one was sleeping. And we were all sleep deprived. We had four nights of not sleeping and then hiking all day. It was insane. And then the bus ride home, people were crying. And I, I think back, like, we didn't have cell phones. It was literally, we were in the wilderness for five days with no way of contacting anyone. Like now they'd probably be like, okay, 
at least the teacher has a cell phone. Oh, yeah. To call somebody. Well, and no kind of, I mean, no way to contact if anybody ran off in the woods. And I don't know. It didn't appear in my group that there was any kind of behavioral executive functioning standard that you had to meet to be included on the trip. And so right. we actually had someone airlifted to a hospital <laughs> because we had guys that decided to play stickball with the sticks and rocks. So they were throwing, like pitching rocks to each other and then hitting them. And then this one guy made contact with it with a stick this huge big branch or something and actually hit someone else's temple like narrowly missed very seriously injuring this kid and the stick ball mm. game stick rock ball game had gone on for a while without any adult intervention i mean it, there were there were simply not enough adults there for the number of kids that they had with them but we had the same thing where there was a whole thing with these girls all upset and i mean it was a nightmare i don't know if they did it again because they that didn't was, oh it was too much i don't think they did i really don't I think they told my mom that was our first year trying it and it didn't work out maybe they've done like local two-day camping things or something but they mm. did not do yeah insane one week i remember going over the teachers and saying we don't have food and they were like cooking a feast <laughs> it was like the teacher <laughs> camp area they had like a pot of sauce bubbling another area had some pasta boiling someone was chopping vegetables for a salad i was like um it was like mash over there 27 person <laughs> tent had a door that stand that you could stand up and walk through <laughs> it was they all woke up looking refreshed in cute patagonia north face outfits while the rest of us were just in wet everything was wet jordash <laughs> i mean you don't need name brand stuff is that what i'm trying to say here i just felt like they were pulled together more than they should have been for being in charge of 96th graders yes <laughs> they should have had some mud splashes on their boots I don't oh know. my gosh that was crazy town and then seventh grade i had a brand a teacher brand new to teaching which i now have such empathy for her because the kids were so mean to her. Like, I remember her crying. I remember her misspeaking. She was our science teacher. And instead of saying organism, she said something else. Oh, no. And the class, like, she she started crying. I mean, everyone just couldn't. St and that just kept going. And I felt like there was no administrator popping in being like, we are not doing this. Like, we don't treat people. I mean, it just felt like it was a free-for-all. Oh, God. And then the other teacher I had was about to retire. So imagine that if you're about to retire in 1993, that means you've been teaching since like 1963. Right. <laughs> so he had a record player in the room and he would do name that tune with us almost more than he taught us. Oh, oh okay. Mm -hmm. So um, he was half Italian. So obviously I was his favorite student. Yeah. <laughs> and Literally, I don't know how I knew all these songs, probably because my parents and he was from New York. So there was this connection. But I would win Name That Tune. This is what I mean. What did I get out of seventh grade? I won a, pe a penny, an, an old penny, <laughs> like a collector's penny that was like, you know, what are those called? Like a, a, co a collector's coin, coin that was yeah. yes, from like the early 1900s a penny was my grand prize for winning the final round of name that tune the song was the mighty quinn oh <laughs> and also like this is what i remember and also um surf and safari by the beach boys mm, nice which is confusing because all those beach boy songs kind of start mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> did you see how i'm <laughs> gloating about my achievements in seventh grade share with us what you learned in seventh grade sarah <laughs> i had two good teachers in middle school of all those teachers one was that sixth grade teacher who was not my core teacher i had the guy that inspired me to know that anyone could finish college and then 
in seventh grade, I had this man who was so fun. He actually did teach us a lot, including how to balance a checkbook, mm. how to make a budget, how to how to write out a check kind of, you know, he taught us all kinds of life skills and he was super fun. He taught us all this classical music. He did fun stuff and we did learn from him. So I feel like he was a super great guy. Yeah, I can remember in passing periods, I would bolt down to your hallway, your mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wing or whatever. And see you and you were just like having the time of your life. And I was like, got to go back. (laughs) I mean, I was having the time of my life because it was easy. But I don't even know. I mean, seriously, if future success was based upon seventh grade, I would be struggling. Oh, my gosh. And financially. Well, I feel like I don't know if middle school was always like that. But I feel like right around the time that we started middle school was when there were several incidents in the news where parents and families were suing teachers for sometimes major things, sometimes minor things, sometimes things that didn't really happen. But it was kind of like, oh, this person spoke sharply to my kid or this person Mm. touched my child's shoulder when the kid was about to, you know, hit another adult or something. And someone took his shoulders and pulled him back. And do you remember that? There were all these lawsuits. And so, yeah, I feel like that was the time when we started. It had just gotten kind of set in stone with the teachers. We have no recourse here. The kids can do whatever they want. And that was my memory of my our three years at middle school was like, it didn't matter what kids did. It was wild in that building. I would agree. I think that's a good point. I don't think I consciously connected that. But you're right. It was. And that was a little overwhelming for those of us because you and I were the same in needing structure and wanting yeah. And wanting to, to follow well. the rules and know what yeah. they were. Yeah. And it did feel out of control. And as someone who got teased for being a chubbier kid, my nickname was Meatball. Let me just say, <laughs> that's when my sense of humor developed. I really do think my sense of humor developed in middle school because you had to figure out a way to survive. It was a survival tactic. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So I think I feel bad for anyone who didn't didn't have my outlook on how to handle being you know bullied, if you will. The kids who would have taken advantage really took advantage and they were cruel. I mean, I remember them being so mean to some kids and you just kind of felt helpless as a bystander. You know, I wish I would have been stronger to stand up for some people who were getting tortured, but it was just scary to think of the repercussions on yourself. You're someone who was already getting teased a little bit. I was like, I'm not about to throw myself into that trying to defend someone else. So It was terrible. And it's shameful that teachers were just kind of even the great ones I felt like didn't stand up for. There were great educators, but I don't feel like there was a lot of, you know what, we're putting our foot down in here. We're not going to talk like that. We're not going to treat each other like that. I never heard a teacher say anything remotely close to that ever. No, I think they really had probably previously in the decade before we got to middle school, but I think they were afraid of saying anything, of doing anything. I think the administration had gotten very, very light-handed and they knew it wasn't going to go anywhere anyway. They were just trying to get through their days. Do you remember that I got kicked in the face and my glasses broke right in between my eyes. The Sally Jessies? The Sally Jessies, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. do. I mean, okay, so nothing happened to that kid other than he had to say sorry to me. Mm, okay. No, nobody That's... paid for new glasses, nothing. And then my brother, when he was there, which was just two years ahead of us, someone brought a knife to school and like cut up his backpack, cut some patches off his backpack to threaten him. Oh. And the administration sent 
my brother and this kid out into the hallway to kind of work it out together. And the kid still had the knife. Okay. She's gonna ask. Okay. I mean, what in the world? I mean, I remember the dinner conversation at our table at home was like, what now happened exactly? I mean, you know, I'm sure my parents went down to the school on that one, but it was out of control. All common sense was out the window and it was just, let's try not to get sued, which is a terrible, terrible position to be in as a teacher, you know? No, I feel bad because there were such great teachers. And I, that's when I, all the books I've read in my life, I feel like I remember from middle school. So I think I kind of got lost in, you had to kind of find something to cling to. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I vividly remember reading The Outsiders. I I can like remember sitting there reading it. There's certain things I can, I remember Channel One. This is, I think, the first time in, well, maybe a few years before that. But they put TVs in every classroom. And every morning we watched Channel One. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah. I remember Channel One. Yeah. Lisa Ling. Yes. I, just, <laughs> I remember those kinds of little things. I w- was grasping on any routine that existed. I was like, at least I've got Channel One from 8 to 8.07 every yes. day. Do you remember watching The Voyage of the Mimi? Yes. In the mini theater. Yes. yes. And the most exciting part was when, um, who was in that? Somebody famous was in that. Pepper. Oh, Ben Affleck, I think. Yes. Ben Affleck was in it. And the most exciting part was when, you know, for middle schoolers, of course, was when they were trying to save someone from getting hypothermia. So they had to <laughs> strip down to their underwear and get in a sleeping bag together. And we were all staring at the screen. Yes. And isn't it that the one woman had a prosthetic leg? Yes. And yes. she came to speak to our school. I feel like oh, her name right. was Pepper. Was her yes. name Pepper? Are yes. you serious? I think oh you're right. Gosh. Oh my yeah. gosh. That's a fun memory. Yeah, there's so many, like there were so many quirky things. I remember in eighth grade, we watched Shogun. Again, what what, what were we doing that we watched like <laughs> Shogun, which was like a 12 hour <laughs> film. And there then was we- a lot of watching stuff. <laughs> It was on account and of then, the don't get sued. It's under the same umbrella. <laughs> I think it is. I mean, there were so many times I was like, what exactly was the purpose of that? Like now as a teacher, I laugh at, okay, I spend hours backwards designing my lessons. Right. Like right. who, what was the plan? What was I supposed to get out of watching that? It was just crazy. Town. I think we were just, well, I think it tied in with science. Wasn't it a lot of biology or um, what am I trying to Oh, the Mimi? Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, the Mimi, I think, was okay. That was at least, like, kind of connected. But the other stuff we watched, I was like, what in the world? Okay, so did you know that The Outsiders, I want to circle back, was yeah, a movie yeah. released in 1983? Oh, yeah. You've never seen that movie? I have not seen the movie. Okay, slow I down. I haven't seen it, but I knew it was the movie. Well, we didn't watch it. We did. <laughs> we read the book, and then we watched the movie in school. You did not. In school? What's it oh. rated? First of all, do I, need, do I need to sing Stevie Wonder, Stay Gold? You have ha- you have to, right now, today, you have to watch <laughs> that with the boys. Are you out of your mind? This is the movie that had every, it had Tom Cruise. Oh, I know, I know. Patrick Ralph Swayze. Macchio, Patrick yes. Swayze, Rob Lowe, Emilio Estevez. Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon. Oh. oh, it's great. Nicolas I Cage cry. is in it. Oh, I don't know. I didn't know he was in it. Wow. Oh, get out of town. You haven't seen it? No, but the boys just read the book this past year for middle school themselves. And so when we found out it was a movie, we kind of added it to our list. But it's so old that they never choose it when we sit down for family movie night. Oh, they're please. like, oh, maybe. <laughs> okay. I'm going to text both of them today okay, and say, <laughs> please, for me, 
for me. Do it for me. That that's another vivid memory. So great. Oh, it's so great. Okay, now wow. this is PG thirteen in nineteen eighty three, which you know that's R in nineteen ninety three. I can't believe you watched that at school. Really? Wow. I don't recall any nudity or any. I mean, it was the theme, as you know, is intense. Right. But there's nothing PG thirteen. There's I don't think there's any bad words or any nudity or which oh, okay. to me is kind of the like crossing over into the inappropriate end. This is the time, like, I've worked in a K-8 school myself, and I tell the middle school parents, this is the time to get almost more involved than when they were in kindergarten. Because this is a hard time for your kids, and we need you here. Don't think because they are pushing boundaries and wanting to be independent is that your time to, like, loosen the reins. Because they need you more than ever, because it is crazy town. It is hormone explosion. It is crazy. And it is adults... experiencing paradigm shifts in work and in other activities that your kids are with that aren't really like as evidenced by that camping trip fiasco like you can't just trust that every decision being made by the school and this other group of adults makes sense for your kids doesn't need to be processed they don't get ptsd from you know i mean you really it's like you can't just you're not floating along like you are with sending your child off to kindergarten where typically that's going to be completely fine and age appropriate you know it's hit or miss or what they're reading books or watching movies, different things are coming up that maybe hasn't been part of their life or on their radar before. There's just a lot of exposure, you know, in the school and in the content for sure. Absolutely. I remember people dating, which I just was never in in middle school. I was like, what? what? That's crazy. I that's just was my experience. But I remember two people going out. One of them was chewing gum and then they gave the other person their gum to chew. I remember watching Mm. this happen and I was just thinking, (laughs) okay, like, do I need to have a talk to you guys about transmittable diseases via saliva? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I just looked at it and was like, has no one of your parents (laughs) not (laughs) talked to you about it? (laughs) I couldn't even handle it. I kept thinking, if that is dating, I will be joining the nunnery. I cannot. (laughs) But look, you and I became closer in that era. I have a lot of good people. I mean, I know you do too. And people we're still in touch with that we met during that time. That awesome sixth grade teacher I had and the great seventh grade teacher, you know, were worth it. I mean, I just got a lot out of them. The sixth grade teacher would always say, you live by the choices you make. She had this mantra and she would say it over and over again. You live by the choices you make. You live by the choices you make. So she was at least saying that and that got in people's heads. Yeah, that's awesome. I learned that you really have to take your time when you're listening to the Beach Boys to listen specifically to (laughs) (laughs) what chord the intro's in because man you can really mess up (laughs) real quick (laughs) my kids are so excited that they are past i mean when they finished eighth grade one of them was like the worst years of my life are behind me (laughs) (laughs) and they weren't even that bad i mean obviously they had such a bizarre eighth grade Mm, year with the pandemic and everything and we just didn't have a we didn't have a bad middle school experience but i just think it's so funny to celebrate that because it's so well known as and it gets uphill from here it's all uphill from here it's better or no downhill is uphill better is down see that's what (laughs) that expression is very confusing (laughs) (laughs) things are gonna go up but uphill would be harder to go i don't know you're gonna be a new higher level if you're going (laughs) i don't know downhill's easier unless you're rolling head over heels i don't know anyway it's gonna get better gonna get better
it gets it better. does get better. It does get better. And I, I think it's when you meet some of the best people you're going to meet in your life because you kind of figure out who's surviving the craziness and who can handle it. Mm-hmm. Those are the kind of people you want. Like, we're still going to value your education, even though it's kind of being slopped down on yeah. a dirty cafeteria tray. But, um, you know. Well, my guys start high school in ah! two weeks. So I'll have to let you know how that goes, too. Yeah, a lot of fun stuff coming up. So... Well, I hope everybody has an awesome week. Thanks for joining us. Bye, Gina. Bye, Sarah. <laughs>